Welcome to the Anna Spark CEO Podcast, Conversations on Economic Opportunity. My name is Paul Kretko, and I'm the President and CEO of Anover Spark. Anover Spark is a public-private partnership of business, government, and academic institutions working to advance the economy of the Ann Arbor region. Welcome to our continuing series of conversations with key leaders from those sectors. Joining me today is Christina York, founder of Spellbound. Hi, Paul. Great. Well, we're so pleased that you could come in and chat with us a little bit about your company. Thank you. Um, you know, one of the things that we do is we try to talk about early stage companies and talk to early stage companies and talk to mature companies. And this is one of those opportunities to talk to somebody in that early stage that's yes. doing some exciting things. So tell us about Spellbound. What, what, what is Spellbound? So at Spellbound, we say we do augmented reality therapy. And if you've never heard of it before, augmented reality is adding di 3D digital experiences onto the real world so that they can be experienced at the same time. So a lot of people might have think Pokemon Go, the idea of seeing maybe these little monsters running around um, city sidewalks. So we take these 3D digital experiences and we create therapeutic moments for children in hospital. Okay. So it might mean distracting them during painful or scary procedures or creating, engaging in immersive activities that encourage them to do their physical therapy homework. Well, you know, just personalize this. If I, if I had this kind of technology when I was having my back surgery, I would have thought it really would be very, very helpful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, so how does the app really work? How does it work? So we do what we call what's called mobile augmented reality. So if people are aware of, you know, if they've heard the term HoloLens or Oculus Rift, we're not talking headsets, not talking things that are worn on your face or head. And this is because most hospitals aren't ready to manage that type of equipment. So we want parents and patients and children and therapists to be able to use it easily. So you take your mobile device and you use the Spellbound app and you point it at um, something in the real world that will trigger the experience. Now we create children's books that will trigger the 3D experiences, card systems, and our newest product is creating um, removable wall decals that can transform a whole space. Oh, wow. So the, uh, once you, your camera on your phone or your iPad or whatever it is recognizes um, that card or book or sticker, it brings it to life in 3D. So you'll see maybe characters emerge in 3D, um, the child can interact with the characters by touch or gestures. Um, they can hear sounds, music. And so it's a whole um, way of creating kind of that whole body engagement mm -hmm. with the technology. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I know I've seen some uh, film and some things of, of uh, young patients interacting with it, and it's quite exciting to see sort of how, how this helps them in that environment. So very cool. Well, so changing gears a little bit, you've been a client of Anover Spark since the beginning. Yes. Can you describe sort of what that experience was like and, and how, what we helped you with and what kind of things we were able to offer you? Yeah. So I'll say when we started out, really this company came out of winning a contest. And so we were literally out to have a fun weekend at a Detroit startup weekend and it's essentially a hackathon and winning that and then winning a prize in the global startup battle and we had an exhibit booth at the consumer electronics show and we got interest from Amazon and Disney and then we thought I have no idea what to do we we set out for a hackathon it's a contest it's a fun weekend mm -hmm. so the first place we came was Ann Arbor Spark because we we asked around and that's who everybody told us to come to so you know we, talking to somebody and saying this happened to us what do we do and the first thing we did was sign up for boot camp 
And that helped us really nail down our problem, do customer discovery, understand our market, and start to formulate a go-to-market strategy. And so we were able to stop thinking about that product as the thing that we are and started building a business. We've made use of other ed, Spark Ed programs all along. Um, Ted Dacko's series on how to be a CEO and what metrics you should be gathering has been incredibly useful. I've never been a CEO before, so going on that journey is fantastic. Um, we've made use of some of the funding programs as well, uh, so we could get money to help us with marketing or legal fees. Um, that was really crucial in getting those, you know, the first foundational documents to start sure. your company. Sure. Um, and we also have made use of many programs, actually all the public events that Spark holds so we can network and um, the space. We've been a tenant of Spark from the beginning and that has been really incredible for us. Well, on that point, one of the things that we have in the building and maybe it sounds like you're graduating, but we do have a, a, a system in which we work with the earliest company ideas on the first floor and as companies become through customer discovery, uh, begin to, to get customers, generate revenue. We move them up to the third floor, and then when they're almost ready to leave the nest, we move them to the fourth floor. So you're now on the fourth floor, So so um, <laughs> which we, we describe as sort of a domain of mature startups. So how's that transition gone for, for you, and and are you are you excited to be on the fourth floor? I will say when we first found out we were going to get to move, we were a little apprehensive because frankly the environment on the first floor was so amazing for us. Like it's this idea of other companies that are facing the same struggles and just even having talks with other CEOs or you know, people often volunteer help. I'm an expert in Excel or I know how to do a financial model and, and you might help them with something you know. So it was this um, really this community of camaraderie for us. and. Then we say, you're going to move to the fourth floor. And then we're like, yay, but oh. But I have to tell you, it has been an excellent move for us. That camaraderie, that environment has persisted. I mean, we have new companies that also understand the importance of, you know, you're having a tough negotiation. You know, we're negotiating with the CIO of Stanford this week. And, and other people have lived through that. And um, customer calls and understanding there's a different gravity to where you are. Mm -hmm. So we still get that camaraderie and not only a fantastic space for us now. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, I think the important thing that to share with the audience is that over over the last 12 years, which is the period of time that Spark's been in existence, the the ecosystem is, is amplified, exemplified by what you're saying, has gotten richer. So you know, you mentioned Ted Dacko. These are these are serial entrepreneurs who are, are giving back, and that's a lot of the secret sauce of places like Silicon Valley, that you now people uh, go through the cycle. And and I found with with technology early stage companies that there is a lot of sharing and a willingness mm -hmm. to to um, share experiences, either good or bad, um, to help uh, help a, a colleague company be yeah. successful. Yeah, and for us as an augmented reality company in the Midwest, this isn't very common, but Spark has mm -hmm. a very high ratio of augmented reality and virtual reality companies that you're working with. So we're talking about emerging, you know, t cutting edge technology. Um, there's drone companies, there's artificial intelligence companies, and when you're in a space where you're really trying to push the boundaries of what is done with a technology that hasn't even been adopted by 
like the mass market, mm -hmm. we're talking about changing the whole ecosystem here and to have that support where they understand how do you find that talent pool? You know, how do you in, um, educate investors about that market that seems to be new in the area? It's really helpful to find other companies right in the same building that are facing that. Well, you talked a lot about it, about sort of the ways we've interfaced with you. One of the areas that I know we wanted to highlight a little bit is is that you've been working with Moses Lee from Celio, yeah. who's another Spark client, as a part of an entrepreneurial in residence program. How what what was that experience like, or how what is that experience like? Um, it was a pro you know I had never heard anything about an entrepreneur in residence program, and we were getting ready to face a new stage in the company to begin raising um, a financing a funding round, and. Of, of course, you're, every stage you're, you're as a CEO, you're complete learning this, you know, anew, and um, it was proposed that maybe you could make use. You know, uh, Moses was available. He had had a successful exit. He had, you know, been part of the Spark family, incubated all the way through to a successful exit, and was, you know, beginning a new venture. And he had some time. And I thought, oh my goodness, to actually be partnered with someone who's lived this firsthand, and so it was. I, you know, I tell this story to everybody, but it was an amazing experience for us because he came in in the first two weeks, like he was doing customer discovery with us, showing up at physical therapy clinics and asking to watch therapists or interview therapists. So he really got in and understood where we were looking for growth in the company and then helped us make use of his personal network. He'd raised several, you know, rounds mm -hmm. of funding and gone through an exit. So he had a lot of connections and that really has sped up our funding round. Like we've only been at it under two months and we're getting ready to close it. So Fabulous. it's been this like really, you know, to be able to partner with somebody who's lived it like, uh, like a mentorship program, super useful for us. Oh, that's great. So um, as we're kind of finishing our talk today, you mentioned this a little bit that um, Ann Arbor is building and forming uh, so seems to be a cluster around emerging technology in the areas of augmented and virtual reality. Um, and just to frame this for our audience, the Goldman Sachs put out an estimate that by 2020, this would be a $95 billion uh, market. So it sounds like it's a huge opportunity for Ann Arbor and Michigan, given how many of these types of companies, as you already mentioned, are here. So can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, yeah. what you see is the market and 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 why why it's it's become something that's really at the forefront right now. Yeah. You know, these technologies, especially augmented and virtual reality, this, they're not totally brand new. They've been in R&D and development for a long time, but the market is ready. The devices are ready. And we're starting to see big plays from big companies. And we all know that Google and Facebook, um, everybody is making a play in augmented or virtual reality. And so, you know, Goldman Sachs is updating their estimates of this market regularly because it's grow mm -hmm. the potential is growing. So for us as a company in that space, that's all good news for us. But how do you, knowing that this is such a huge opportunity, there's going to be a lot of people moving yeah. in. So how are you smart about that? And coming to, and setting up your company in the Midwest, and for us here in Ann Arbor, there are four or five schools right now that are cranking out talent in 3D modeling and animation um, with all the skills you need. And the issue is there are no companies here to anchor them and keep that talent, talent from here. running off to California. Right. And so when the more companies that are being anchored here, which is why I get really excited about Spark, is the more you're anchoring that talent pool. 
And now schools are talking about adding courses and adding, you know, further developing skills with students. And there's all kinds of meetup groups and hacker groups and gamer groups. And these are people that are passionate about it. So we can ha develop a team of high talent, high energy, high passion at a relatively low cost. Mm -hmm. And we're not competing fiercely with other mm -hmm. ARVR startups to for that talent. Sure. So it's pushing it out of our realm of possibility to even pay for them. Right. So having this, you know, kind of budding community, it's anchoring that industry mm -hmm. in the Midwest, mm -hmm. and uh, bringing a big chunk of that home here would be really nice. Yeah, that's 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 you know part of the strategy overall that we have, as we talk to technology companies, and you put your finger on it. You know, sometimes you're in a situation where you have um, companies and they're they're having difficulty finding talent. What you're describing is the opposite situation, where we have a ready talent pool. How do we how do we make sure that um, those jobs are available to them here. Yeah. The other thing for a company like yourself, in particular one that's raising uh, capital to, to try to grow the company, is that we still, uh, versus let's say the Valley or other places, have a cost differential that makes a difference. And the, it's not the notion that, geez, you get to pay people less, it's the notion that those people, that the money, the salaries that they make here go a lot further here than being in the valley, and just as a sort of a side note on that topic, um, we were we were out at uh, at the autonomous vehicle uh, symposium in um, San Francisco last week, talking to companies about one of our other big projects, Willow Run. But to see the the the, the number of camper vans <laughs> on the street that people are living in to be in that environment mm -hmm. when they could be here and they could live a normal a normal life, what we yeah. consider to be a normal lifestyle, have a great job and work for a company like yours and have that technology career they want. And I think it gives us a distinct advantage moving forward and we just have to talk about it more. Yeah, absolutely. For us to go in and say, we have beautiful office space in downtown Ann Arbor with some of the best food around and entertainment all around. Like, you can have a life in yeah. the city, a really full life in the city, and you can do really meaningful work doing cool technology that makes a difference in the world. And for us, that's like a no-brainer. And yeah. it's, been, it's actually saved us a lot of money in recruiting and retaining talent. And that makes all the difference. If I can use that money for sales or marketing right. efforts, that's where it's going to make that's the right. difference. That's so. right. Well, that's very cool. Well, we're going to close out because we want to congratulate you. Um, so uh, as the audience knows, you know, we've now gone into our third year of Tech Trek, and you're a two-time winner of Tech Trek's People's Choice Award. So yes. congratulations. Thank what, you. How has Tech Trek been valuable to you? You know, we know how it's valuable to us because we're exposing mm -hmm. the public to all the companies that are here. But for mm -hmm. your company in particular, well, what, why has it been valuable? We've been part of Tech Trek for every year that it's mm -hmm. been running, and we've seen that value increase every year. So it started out, for us, helping educate the public, and that can be other businesses, the universities, the, the you know investors. What is our technology, and why is it something that's accessible, that is actually an opportunity and not something that's scary? So breaking down myths around technology and what it means, that quickly blossomed into offering us opportunity to engage more widely in the community for talent, mm -hmm. attraction, and retention. Because we had people who were hobbyists and gamers, and they do stuff in their spare time, and they never realized that this was going on in the city they lived in. And they were so excited. Um, 
And then this year, a huge difference for us where so many people were so excited to see our technology and then make connections for us that would lead to sales, mm -hmm. strategic partnerships, where we're in the middle of contract negotiating to help with um, bring on new distributors for our products. So enabling much more rapid growth than if we didn't have those That's warm great. handshakes. That's super. Well, again, thank you for taking time. You sound like you're incredibly busy growing <laughs> this, this company, and we're excited to have played a part in it and look forward to your success and continuing to help you in any way we can. Thank you very much, Paul. And I want to thank our audience for taking time to listen in today and learning more about Spellbound and Christina and all the work that she's doing. And uh, we really appreciate these types of leaders and new companies that are working hard to create our economic future. Uh, and who, who knew that it might be an augmented and virtual reality. Um, so these conversations are brought to you by Anniver Spark. Anniver Spark is a public-private partnership of business, government, and academic institutions working to advance the economy of the Anniver region. For more information about us at Spark, you can find us on the web at annarborusa.org, also on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. For more information about Spellbound, and I just want to take one last moment. How did you come up with the name? What, 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 <laughs> what, 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 why Spellbound? It was a lot of thesaurus work. I, no, we really wanted to convey how immersive and effective okay. the technology was. And so how do you mesmerize with people for, with technology to make them look beyond maybe right. the negative aspects so, of so healthcare? A little bit of magic. A little bit of magic, Great. Yes. So if you want to learn more about Spellbound, visit them at Spellbound, and it's like it sounds, spell and bound all together. Spellboundar.com. Thank you.